This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Flourish at Home Show. Your host, Mary Jo Tate, is an international book editor, the homeschooling mom of four boys, and the author of Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. Mary Jo loves to help moms find peace, order, and balance by sharing practical tips, inspiration, and encouragement. Visit her website at flourishathome.com. And now, here's your host, Mary Jo Tate. Hi, I'm Mary Jo Tate. Welcome to the Flourish at Home Show. Are you often discouraged and overwhelmed? Are you paralyzed by a to-do list so long that you don't know where to start? Are you drowning in clutter so that you can never find what you need? Do you easily get distracted and lose your focus? Do you feel guilty that you don't meet someone else's supermom standards? And do you drag through each day exhausted, thinking only of how much longer it is before you can finally collapse into bed just to get up and start all over again the next day? Would it surprise you to learn that other moms have faced all of these challenges? I've certainly struggled with all of them myself. The truth is that no one can do it all. No one. We all have to make choices about what we can realistically do from our seemingly impossible to-do list. Every single one of us has to find peace in the space between the ideal and reality. In practical terms, a lot of this boils down to managing our time well. Time is the environment in which we live our lives and make decisions. It's our most priceless resource because it's the one thing we can't get any more of. No one will ever have more than 24 hours in a day, but some people use their time much more efficiently and effectively than others. Learning how to protect and prioritize your time will help you be a good steward and use it for what's most important. We often talk about managing time, but what we're really managing is our lives. Over the years, I've come up with seven tools for making the most of our time so that we can live balanced, peaceful lives. I call this the Freedom Toolbox. Freedom is an acronym for the seven tools. Focus, Reflect, Educate, Eliminate, Discipline, Organize, and Multitask. Today we're going to talk about the first two tools, Focus and Reflect. Then, in future episodes of the Flourish at Home show, we'll look at the rest of our freedom tools. The first tool is focus. Spend some time thinking about what it is that only you can do, and then prioritize those things. There are lots of things that anybody can do, including you, and there are some things that only you can do. For example, only you can nurse your baby, but someone else can change diapers. I just love that example. If you're an author, only you can write your book, unless you hire a ghostwriter, but someone else can process and ship orders. In addition to considering what only you can do, think about what only you should do, what matters more to you than it does to anyone else, and what you do better than anyone else could. If you're a homeschool mom, you've made educating your own children a priority instead of delegating their education to an institution. Most other things have to take second place to that focus. We'll be looking at ways to delegate some tasks in later shows, but the fact that something can be delegated doesn't necessarily mean that it should. That's why you must begin by identifying your priorities and focusing on them. Goethe said, The things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. The things that matter least often appear more urgent than the things that matter most. 
That's why it's so important to figure out your priorities and determine how you will stay focused on them. One way that I've learned how to focus is to do the big dream exercise. This absolutely revolutionized my life. In 2004, a dear friend, Louise Jones of California, challenged my mastermind team to answer three important questions. What would I be doing if nothing stood in my way? What stands in my way? What do I need to do to achieve my goals? This third question is where you find the balance between the first and second questions. Set aside some time to start thinking about your own answers and write down everything that comes to mind to answer question one, what would I be doing if nothing stood in my way? even if you have no idea how you can accomplish it. The point of this exercise is to expand the size of your thinking, take away the limitations, and think of all the possibilities. Setting big goals spurs us to accomplish more instead of slogging along through a boring smallness. I encourage you to get out of your comfort zone. If your goals don't scare you a bit, you're probably not dreaming big enough. If you'd like more information about the Big Dream exercise, listen to episode 12 of the Flourish at Home show, which is available in the archives at flourishathomeradio.com. Another way to focus is what Jim Collins calls the hedgehog concept. This is particularly useful if you have a home business. In his book, Good to Great, Jim Collins talks about three overlapping circles. The overlap among these circles is where you can truly find what you should focus on. The first circle is, what can you be the best in the world at? If that sounds a little too ambitious, think about what you can be the best at in your field or in your country. What can you be the best at in your state? What is it that you are really gifted at and where you really excel? The second circle is what drives your economic engine. This refers to how your business will make money. The third circle is what you are deeply passionate about. Even if you're good at it, if you don't care about it, you'll burn out really fast. Now, even if you don't have a business, you can apply the hedgehog concept within your family. What are your gifts and talents? What are the gifts and talents of the other people in your family? What are you deeply passionate about? This might include an area of ministry or service. How will you be a good steward of the gifts, the talents, and the money that God has given to you? Another important thing to remember about focusing is to do what you can. Thinking big is important, and I really encourage it, but remember that you don't have to do everything all at once. If you have a new baby or a serious illness in the family, that's not the time for stretching yourself any further. Just getting a decent night's sleep may seem like an incredibly huge goal. But, on the other hand, don't wait for the perfect opportunity to work toward your goals. You need to stretch and grow. Don't wait for someday to do what matters most. As Teddy Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you have where you are. Our first tool in the Freedom Toolbox is focus, and now we're going to look at the second tool, reflect. Zig Ziglar said there are two sure ways to fail, think and never do, or do and never think. It's important to take action, but action has to be founded on reflection. Reflection forces you to be honest with yourself, so it helps you find your focus, identify what you should do, set appropriate goals to match your priorities, and evaluate how well you are accomplishing those goals. I encourage you to schedule time at the end of each week, month, and year to look back and plan ahead. Setting goals keeps you from being haphazard and flying by the seat of your pants. 
I've found that the best tool for balancing a busy life is setting yearly and weekly goals in three categories. One, personal. Two, family. And three, business. Dividing commitments into those areas, literally into three columns on a page, helps you see whether things are in balance. You won't always have a perfect balance among the categories each week. And it's not just about the number of items in each group. Some weeks will necessarily lean more toward business or family or personal commitments than others. But if you have 25 items in the business list, five in family, and zero in personal for several weeks in a row, you're headed for burnout fast. Use these three areas to plan your year and your week. I take half an hour every Sunday afternoon to review the past week and plan for the week ahead. For more information about how to set goals that will make a difference in your life, check out Episode 11 of the Flourish at Home Show at flourishathomeradio.com. An important aspect of reflecting is asking yourself tough questions. Be honest about your motivations. Why are you spending your time the way that you're spending it? Are you doing it for praise? Are you doing it for glory? Are you doing it for God? Are you doing it for the sake of your reputation? Are you doing it for your family? Are you doing it out of duty? Are you doing it out of fear? Understanding your motivations for what you do will help you when we get to the eliminate tool in a future show. If assessing your motivations is hard for you, and it really can be, you might need a friend, a coach, an accountability partner, or a mastermind team to help you. It's so easy to be blind to things in our own lives that someone else could readily see in us. When I'm coaching clients one-on-one, I sometimes realize that I need to remind myself of the advice I'm giving them. Now, in order to reflect, we have to have some quiet time and some solitude so that we can think clearly without interruption. I understand that if you have very young children or very many children, you may be laughing or rolling your eyes at this point. It's hard to get quiet time and solitude. I am not denying that. It's just not easy to set aside time or find a place to be alone. Frankly, I get a lot of my best ideas in the shower. It's the one place where nobody can interrupt me. But I encourage you to take whatever opportunity you can find to think and reflect. Keep pen and paper handy in your purse, in the kitchen, on your nightstand, well, maybe not in the shower, but pretty much anywhere you might be so that you can jot down brainstorms and ideas as they come to you. Making time for reflection is increasingly rare in our noisy, busy world. However, as missionary Jim Elliott pointed out, there's a spiritual aspect to the need for quiet time. He said, I think the devil has made it his business to monopolize on three elements, noise, hurry, crowds. If he can keep us hearing radios, gossip, conversation, or even sermons, he is happy. But he will not allow quietness. Let us resist the devil in this by avoiding noise as much as we can, purposefully seeking to spend time alone, facing ourselves in the word. Satan is aware of where we find our strength. May he not rob us. Now, as we discussed in episodes 12 and 13, I've developed Develop seven planning tools to help you keep your short-term goals aligned with your long-term vision for your life, and these are a good way to help you reflect on what you want to accomplish and how you're going to accomplish it. 
As a reminder, the seven planning tools are Big Dream, as we've just discussed, Yearly Goals, Monthly Calendar, Weekly Plans, Daily Tasks, Stop Doing List, and a Running To-Do List. If you'd like more information to help you manage your time so that you can live a more peaceful, balanced life, please visit my blog at flourishathome.com where you can get a free ebook called From Frazzled to Focused. Or, if you want my entire system, you'll also enjoy reading Flourish Balance for Homeschool Mom, a print book also available in ebook form that's available through my website and other online vendors. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Flourish at Home show. Thanks for tuning in to the Flourish at Home show. For more encouragement, visit Mary Jo at flourishathome.com. The Flourish at Home show is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.